All right, Crazy Brett back here to um, finish up Revelation chapter 20. Heavenly Father, again, I pray that your Holy Spirit would teach and encourage that your scriptures would be open to us and not closed. Through Christ we pray. Amen. I said from the very beginning that the assumption as we read the book of Revelation is that God expects us to understand it. It is first an application. It is first given to John to be practical for him. Um, It is a revelation of and from Jesus Christ to John on the island of Patmos. And the best way for us to understand it is to begin by asking, how would John understand this? What does this mean to John? Understanding John is on the island of Patmos suffering after a life of faithfulness. You know, in Revelation chapter 6, there's a description of the slain saints under the altar crying out to God, how long, O Lord, before there will be justice? The slain saints, we've talked already about how the word witness is martyros, that a witness is somebody who is so believes in God, in the gospel, that that we are willing to hold on to that testimony even to the point of death, even to the point of being executed. You don't necessarily have to be literally martyred, but we all ought to be faithful witnesses, willing to be martyred for the sake of faith in Christ. And so that's John on the island of Patmos. According to legend, they had tried to boil him in oil, and now he's being exiled on the island. But but John will not release, will not give up on his testimony of Jesus Christ. He will be faithful because he understands it's true. And so he is, in a sense, a slain saint under the altar. A saint is just holy one, one who's made, been made holy by Christ. Slain, a faithful witness, one who's willing to die for testimony. But they're not really dead because they're talking. Dead people can't talk. And so they're under the altar because they're in relationship with God. And so they cry out to God, having some, this is John on the island of Patmos, crying out, how long, O Lord, will I have to put up with this injustice? How long before my faithfulness to you pays off? Is it really worth it what I'm going through? And everybody asks that question. Everybody has doubts. Everybody wonders, is it, are the sacrifices that I'm making for the kingdom really worth it? If you're not asking that question, you're probably not sacrificing much for the kingdom. But anybody who sacrificed much for the kingdom is like, is it really worth it? And God is saying to John through the book of Revelation, it's worth it all. Be faithful unto death and you'll receive the crown of life. And he's saying now in the 20th chapter, he's giving this picture again of Satan can do real harm but you are like those beheaded saints that are now on the throne, that are now being blessed for your faithfulness because of your testimony for Jesus, verse 4 says, and because of the word of God, you didn't worship the beast. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't uh, become unfaithful and go a different direction. And now the beast is shown to be, Satan is shown to be bound He's shown to be loosed. He can do some harm. He's doing some serious harm to John and to the people of the first century. But ultimately, they are destined to be thrown into the lake of fire, verse 10. 
the devil who deceives and was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false, all the people, all the bad monsters, all the bad people. Um, they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and one seated on it. See, this is how verse four begins. Then I saw thrones and people seated on them. We're just getting these pictures over and over again, upper story, lower story, people who are associated with heaven, people who are associated with Satan and earth. I saw a great throne and one who was seated on it. Earth and heaven fled from his presence. No place was found for them. I saw the dead, the great and the small standing before the throne. Books were opened. There's an anticipation of the books. What's in the book? And book, another book was opened. What's in this other book? Which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by what was written in the books. Then the sea gave up the dead that were in it. And death and Hades, you get the idea the bad associated with the bad things, associated with Satan, gave up the dead who were in them. By the way, people talk sometimes about you don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Let me tell you, at that moment, you're not going to want to be on the wrong side of history. At that moment, it's not going to matter if you're on the side of the history of Washington Post and Hollywood. What's going to be matter is on, your, on Jesus' side. Then the sea gave up the dead and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. Each one was judged according to their works. Death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. And anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Again, I would remind you of the words of Charles Erdman, an old commentator, who said, there's a reason for this kind of repetition the visions of John are not to be understood as indicating a sequence of times. They are largely repetitious and parallel. The same scene is thrown upon the screen a second and a third time that all the light of prophetic revelation may be focused upon a single event. The resultant message is the same. <sighs> Satan and evil lose the faithful, those who are in relationship with God, covered by the blood of the Lamb, will win. More reputation, I'm sorry, repetition. The idea is there's no refuge from God's wrath by those who deserve it. Again, think of the people in the first century who would be reading this. Think of the people who were living, who had lived through Nero's reign as Nero persecuted Christians and famously, you know, lit them on fire to light his gardens at night, falsely accused. It would not be easy to say, I'm going to be faithful when this is my reward for faithfulness. Think about John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist is... Uh, according to Jesus, no one born of woman is greater, was greater than John. And what's John the Baptist's reward? Herod, wicked, Herod has a lustful moment at his stepdaughter 
And because of this wickedness and this wicked stepdaughter and this wicked uh, woman that Herod shouldn't be married to because he's, she was her, his brother's wife, because of that, John the Baptist gets beheaded. How's that victorious, you see? People like John the Baptist, people who've known people like John the Baptist wonder, is it really worth it to follow Jesus? And so what do you do? You read the book of Revelation and over and over and over again, you see the picture. Yes, evil does have its day. Evil will have its power. Evil does look victorious, but things are not always as they appear to be. As we would say, New Life, look at things from the upper story and you'll see God is still sovereign. God is still in control. Yes, you may be beheaded by the evil ones, but don't think like Satan. Don't carry the mark on your brain. Don't act like Satan. Don't carry the mark on your hands and your activities. You be faithful to God. For, for, uh, verse 14, I think, is a great crescendo of everything evil being judged. Death and Hades get thrown. It's like, it's not just the evil that are dead. It's not just, it's like death and Hades themselves. Everything. Kitchen sink, the bad kitchen sink gets thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. Anyone whose name is not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Friends, that's ultimate judgment, separation from God, and that is eternal and it is catastrophic. I think we miss the point if we um, if we try to make the book of Revelation uh, a, a calendar book or if we treat it like some horoscope the point of revelation is that sin is serious but sin always leads to death is that not the case sin sometimes looks like it leads to victory sometimes people that sin look like they win for a short period of time sometimes sin is pragmatic but just because it works for a short period of time makes the truth no less true that sin leads to death so don't toy with it personally don't put it on your forehead and in your hands don't think like the world don't act like the world don't dabble with sin understand that lost people are really lost they may not feel lost they may not realize that their association with satan is is going to lead them to destruction they may not realize that but we do. The great message from the book of Revelation for John suffering on Patmos is be strong and you'll win. Seek first the kingdom of God is the way Jesus said it in Matthew chapter 6. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you as well. It will be worth it all. Or as the book of Revelation says in the next chapter that I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and the sea was no more. See, after this horrible picture of the judgment of evil, 
the scene turns to the new heaven and new earth. I saw a holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. I tell you, as far as I'm concerned, there's no better picture of beauty in love than, boy, seeing that bride adorned for her husband at the end of the aisle. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling is with humanity and he will live with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and will be their God. John, Christians in the first century who are suffering under Nero, Christians who will suffer under Vespasian, Christians who will suffer because of a wicked church in the middle centuries, Christians in the 21st century watching a world run from God as fast as it can. You be faithful unto death because there's coming a new heaven and a new earth and God will be with us and we will be his people. And it'll be worth it all. Think about these things. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this hope of eternity. It is a fearful thing to consider that there really is a day of judgment where all who have chosen to reject you will get what they've asked for. And all who've chosen for Jesus to be Savior and Lord have been faithful to death. We will know it'll be worth it all. Lord, I can't imagine what it's going to be like that day to know that you are, you, you are with us and that you are not ashamed to call us your Father, our God, our Father. Lord, help us to live in that reality today, whatever difficulties we're facing. And help us to encourage others to have that same upper story perspective as well. And therefore to be faithful and strong. Through Christ I pray. Amen. I hope that's been helpful. If I'm really silly, I may do one more uh, on, on, from the book of Revelation. Take care.